Welcome to the Transom Podcast, a monthly roundup of the new features on the transom.org website, providing mathematical puzzles, games, learning activities, and the ever-popular mathematics lesson starter of the day. Here's your host, John Tranter. Hello, and welcome to podcast number 56 for July 2019. Hope you are well, and let's start straight away with the puzzle of the month, which is a bit of a a visual one, but let me describe it to you. Um, Think of a square and think of a quadrilateral drawn inside that square so that the four points are the middle of the top side, the bottom right corner, the center of the square, and the bottom left corner. Those are the Four corners, vertices of the quadrilateral, join them up together, uh, colour it in red, and you will have a quadrilateral. Uh, In fact, it's a kite. And the question is, what fraction of the square does the red arrow cover? So while you think about that, whatever you're doing, mowing the lawn or driving the car or doing some exercise, The answer will be at the end of this podcast. So here we go. uh, What what was new? What has been added to the Transom website since this time last month? Well, I kept my promise. And on the long plane ride into London, I had my laptop. I had my um, exit row seat so that I could spread my legs out and put the lid of my laptop up. And I wrote a game called Ultimate Noughts and Crosses for the uh, the website. Now, this is based on Ultimate Tic-Tac-Toe, which was described in a book called Math, without the S, Math with Bad Drawings, and um, by a guy called Ben Orlin. And he describes this uh, game, Ultimate Tic-Tac-Toe. So I've made a sort of a more British version of it called Ultimate Noughts and Crosses. And it is fascinating. I find it really fascinating. It's If you can imagine like a, a big noughts and crosses grid, by the way, that shape that you draw with two lines vertically and two lines horizontally is called an octothorpe. Uh, imagine a big one of those. And in each of the nine cells, there are smaller octothorpes. And you play the game on um, either with another player or against the computer. And the first player can put their symbol in any of the smaller games. Um, But then the next player has to play in the smaller game that is in the same position on the big grid as your symbol went in on the smaller grid. If you follow that. Anyway, it doesn't really matter because you can look at it online, have a go, you can play against someone else, which is the best way to play it, or you can play against the computer. And the computer's not super intelligent in terms of the strategy for this game, so you do stand a good chance of winning against the computer. Um, you can go to the website and search for Ultimate Noughts and Crosses, or the links for anything I mention in this podcast are in the newsletter, which is transom.org newsletter. So have a go for that. 
Now, I'm lucky enough to have a, a friend, a retired teacher, who owns a group of holiday villas in Bali, of all places, and it would be rude not to visit. So I'm planning on spending some relaxing time there at the end of July. And as reading will be one of the, uh, the major pastimes there, I have just downloaded to my Kindle the math book published by Sterling and um, was originally attracted to this book by its contents page, sort of a no-nonsense chronological list of interesting mathematical discoveries. Um, so I hope it will give me some more ideas for the website. But if you'd like to purchase that book, there's a link in the newsletter. What else happened last month? Well, I updated the Siam Symbols starter so that the clues were more specifically targeted to the properties of single-digit numbers, the sort of things that teachers uh, will want to highlight in, in their maths lessons. Um, and having done that, I received a tweet with a link to the International Language Olympiad site, which I didn't know was a thing, um, with a far more complex challenge. So let your students have a go at the Siam Symbols starter. And uh, if that's too easy, click on the link for the, the more complex challenge. You'll find that again in transom.org newsletter. Now, I've recently noticed something that I hadn't figured out before about the Windows calculator. That is the calculator that uh, comes as default when you install Microsoft Windows. Now, when running in standard mode, it operates sort of left to right. So if you typed in the calculation 2 plus 3 times 5, you would get the answer 25. But if you go to scientific mode, where all the, the trig functions pop up and, and uh, extra keys are available, in scientific mode, it obeys the normal order of operations, um, BIDMAS, or PEMDAS, if you use that acronym. Um, so that 2 plus 3 times 5 would equal 17. Now, I was quite uh, amazed that two different versions of the same calculator would give you a different result for the same calculation. Um, and I think that's worth knowing, so that's why I'm sharing it now. Um, but the idea is that you could uh, probably use that to your advantage as a teacher when teaching the order of operations, just to show in the real world, um, sometimes things don't behave themselves. Um, now, my observation was acknowledged by David Grachoki, Senior Program Manager at Microsoft, who told me that standard mode behaves like a basic calculator that executes as you go. And he goes on to say that we are working on making sure that this is clear in the history. That's, uh, you know, the text that appears to the right of the calculator um, showing the buttons that you pressed. He also linked to the bug report, which has been filed. Um, and he goes on to say standard calculator mode works in immediate execution mode. Just as a simple pocket calculator would, it ignores order of operations entirely. The solution today would be to use the scientific calculation calculator, though we have discussed this on the team in the past and we agree we can do better at making this distinction clearer. So it looks like they are going to change the Windows calculator so that that difference is much clearer from the outset. So have a look at that and I urge teachers to uh, 
mention that fact to the pupils so that they're aware of what's going on there. And of course, there's a place to practice this particular skill on the Bidmas page on Transom. So have a look at that. You are listening to the Transom podcast. You can find Transom Mathematics at www.transom.org. Now, right today, I'm right recording this podcast in the uh, the UK's hottest day of the year so far. And that has inspired me this morning to put together some ideas for taking your maths lesson outside. So I only just started that this morning. So the page is sort of under construction at the moment and welcomes any ideas you may have for outdoor maths. Um, but again, the link is in the newsletter. So finally, the answer to the puzzle of the month is one quarter. Now, I worked it out by considering the areas of the white, the unshaded regions of the square, rather than the, the red arrowhead shape itself. And I imagined that if a vertical line dissected the square, the two white right angle triangles would each be half of the rectangles created. Thus, they would each be a quarter of the area of the square themselves. And uh, if you dissect the square with a horizontal line, the lower white triangle would be half the area of the lower rectangle created, as it has the same base and height. Thus, it would be also a quarter of the area of the square. So the three white triangles are each one quarter of the area of the square, leaving one quarter for the red arrow. Did you work it out in a different way? Let me know. But that's all for now. Enjoy the warm weather if you have warm weather wherever you are. See you next month. Bye. Thank you for downloading and listening to the Transom podcast. You can find the website at www.transom.org where you're welcome to use all of the activities absolutely free or jump in with both feet and become a Transom subscriber.